Blog Talk Radio. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Thank you for joining us. Coming up on Our Conversations Matter is the Core Moxie Show with Dr. Davida Francois. Dr. Francois earned her Ph.D. in community psychology, and she contends that no two communities are the same and therefore should not be measured as such. Listen to her show anytime on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Entrepreneurs rock and you know it. We've got shout outs to several business owners. First, do you need a notary? Then Miss Vet Jones is available wherever you are in the Chicagoland area. Miss Jones is a mobile notary and you can reach her at 312-593-8901. She is licensed and bond and serve Chicago and surrounding areas. Call her at 312-593-8901. And that's not all. Will you be in the Chicagoland area on Saturday? Chicago's Welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network. Entrepreneurs rock and you know it. Our shout out today is to Mr. Frank Coleman. Frank is associated with Legal Shield and has been for quite some time. And he wanted to know if you've ever needed an attorney and could not afford it. The small monthly payment to Legal Shield is well worth it to be able to pick up the phone and get your questions answered. Visit www.frankcoleman.com. That's frankcoleman.com. School choice. Choice allows parents to select the best educational fit for their children. Almentia Academy is a year-round premier pre-K through 12 online school with a fully accredited STEM curriculum. Almentia Academy has more than 250 courses, including programs for homeschooling, college readiness, and online tutoring. Want the convenience and flexibility of educating your children at home? Then visit us today at almentiaacademy.com, where the learning never stops. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black. All news. All you. We're changing the way Chicago communicates with the world. CBBN Business Journals, weekdays at 11 a.m. CST. The Tough Questions, weekdays at noon. To listen now, visit Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Sonia Cassandra Perdue, Executive Producer. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. And we're back. Welcome to CBBN Business Journal on the Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, executive producer, and your host for this segment. We're back and we're broadcasting again and we're loving it. And we've been having some great conversations with some great people from the community. We are broadcasting our conversations matter. That's going to be an hour-long show and we're going to bring three or four people in from the community to discuss a specific topic. Um, Our guest host uh, regularly now is Dr. Davida Francois. She's hosting the Core Moxie show, and you can listen to her anytime on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk Radio slash CBBN. We're here again on CBBN Business Journals, and this is where we share success stories about business owners, authors, and other innovators from around the world. Our web-based broadcasts are designed to service the African-American community in Chicago and around the world. We want to remind you 
is that all of our broadcasts from the very beginning, which was 2009, have been dedicated to keeping the memory of Mayor Harold Washington on the minds and in the hearts of our people. How do you remember Harold? Tell us. Leave a comment on our show pages. Tell us what you think about the shows. If you have questions for the guests, please leave those as well. Today's show has several dimensions to it. It's about homeschooling. It's about school choice. But not only is it about school choice, it's about the best choices for your child, for our children. An old adage that I've heard through the years is that you can only eat an elephant one bite at a time. I sat back this morning and thought about the subject of educating children, and I literally felt that the whole elephant was sitting in the room right on top of me because there's so many choices in there, so many decisions that need to be made regarding raising and educating a child. And uh, so I'm glad we have, we're going to have an opportunity to have this um, conversation. And I thought that maybe parents may want to think about stop trying to do this all by themselves. I don't, I don't think you can. Uh, you need help. You need help making good, good, good decisions. And we don't know everything, and, no, and we know no one else does. But we can reach out to professionals and people who can help us make decisions about the parent-child relationship, and you do need some help. You know you need some help. Um, we have a specialist with us this morning who can probably help you with questions that you never even thought to ask. Ms. Benita Polydor, who, by the way, originally lived in Chicago, is the founder of a private online school, Almetia Academy. She launched Almetia Academy in September 2017. It is a fully accredited STEM, it has a fully accredited STEM curriculum for students in pre-K through 12 and beyond. You can find more information about these 250 course choices and tools on www.almentiaacademy.com, and I'm going to spell that for you. That's A-L-M-E-N-T-I-A academy.com, and we're going to put the website link on our show page, okay? And we want you to leave any questions for Ms. Polydor on our show page as well. But we're going to let her tell this fantastic story. Welcome to the show, Ms. Polydor. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Ms. Cassandra. How are you this morning? And thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you know we're Chicago-based broadcast, so we're, we always want to hear those Chicago stories and those Chicago connections. Tell us about your connection to Chi-Town. Okay, well, I was born in Chicago. I was born and raised in Chicago. Most of my family are still residing in Chicago. I grew up on the near north side of Chicago, and I'm sure some of your listeners are very aware of the um, the housing projects where, that were located on the north side of Chicago, and those were the projects that my family and I grew up in. I'm from a very large family. There's, um, I have eight brothers and sisters, and we were raised by a single mom on the north side of Chicago, and um, I went to Jones Commercial, so shout out to my Jones site. <laughs> Graduated from Jones Commercial High School, um, located in the downtown area of Chicago. So uh, Chicago is home no matter where I go, and I've traveled pretty much all over the world, and I've lived in several different states, but Chicago is still and always will be my home. And most people don't know me by my 
married name, which is Benita Polidor, they know me by Finch. So I have a lot of family that are still in Chicago. So shout out to all of my sisters and cousins and nieces and nephews. There's there's a village of us uh, still residing in Chicago. So as I said earlier, Chicago will always be my home. Wonderful, wonderful. I look forward to having coffee when you come back again. Come back soon. Absolutely, now, uh, absolutely. Absolutely, wonderful. Now, what led you to uh, Media Academy? How did that come about? How how did that come into creation? I started um, Media Academy, first of all, for those that are in Chicago and just for the listeners. Almentia is my mother's name. And my mother was so instrumental in education in Chicago when we were when we were growing up. Um, I attended what was probably formerly Schiller School, which was located in the, on the near north side. So um, back in the, I guess it would have been the late 60s, there were some serious problems with public education in the project areas. The schools were run down, and it was just causing a lot of problems. There were some deaths from the school being run down. So um, my mother and some of her friends, they got together and decided that they would no longer send their children to the school until the school built a new school. So that's the backstory of how I decided to name my school after my mother. I created Olympia Academy because I was living in Abu Dhabi. My family and I moved to Abu Dhabi in 2011, and I was living over there working as a head of faculty, which is a, a supervisory position that what we do is we, we manage and supervise teachers. And I was always getting a lot of um, interest in tutoring. So the first part of my school was started when I was living overseas, which was the tutoring section. When I came home, I tried to put my son in school in Arizona, and I had a lot of problems trying to enroll him in school, and because my son plays hockey. He's a AAA youth hockey player. And I had a lot of trouble trying to enroll him in school because he was two years ahead of his grade. So a lot of the schools were telling me, no, we can't take them. We're going to have to put them back. And my son was very upset. He didn't want to have to repeat two grades that he had previously completed. And so everyone kept telling me, we won't take him. We won't take him because he's too young. So I just decided, you know what, that's okay. You don't have to take them. So what I did was I did the research, and I decided that I would start my own school for other parents like myself whose children travel and do travel sports. So the school was originally started as a tutoring service overseas. And then when we moved back to the United States, because I had such problems enrolling my son in school, I decided that I would homeschool my son. And as a result of homeschooling him, I decided that this was something, this was a need for other parents in the community. Wonderful, wonderful, great story. Now, we... um... We're going to come back and maybe talk about that career path over there. Uh, Benita Polidor, founder of Amentia, Amentia Academy, uh, with Roots in Chi-Town, uh, Little Project Girl, uh, training teachers in Adobe. Is that where you were, Adobe? In Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi. It's Abu Dhabi. Yes, the United Arab Emirates. It's the, what, we, the, what we, we have in the United States, USA. They have UAE, which is the United Arab Emirates. So I was in um, Abu Dhabi. Most people are more familiar with Dubai. So Dubai is two hours ah. from Abu Dhabi. So I was over in Abu Dhabi for about um, six years. I my get you. I get you. My son. I get you. We have to talk about that career path one day. Now, oh, absolutely. what is the... <laughs> 
<laughs> and how how people replicate it because we can, you know, and people yes, do it every can. day. But we but we don't hear the stories about them doing it. They do it. They do it, and they live a lot of different places and work a lot of different places out of the projects and out of poverty. And we'll, we'll talk about that day because children children need to hear those stories, and adults need to hear those stories as well. You know, uh, yeah. you're listening to. CBM Business Journal. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, your host for today. Now, what is the community's major concern? And we're going to come back and talk about your school and your academy. What is the community's major concern about school choice and the fact that there may no longer be anything representing a community or neighborhood school? I think the biggest problem facing the community is knowledge. Most people are not aware of the programs that exist for their children. Most people think that there's only two programs because when I'm speaking with a lot of parents, most of them say, oh, I already attended charter school or I have my child in the public school or private school. And there are so many dimensions to school choice that I would like to talk about. I'd like to talk about all the different types of school choice so that parents can see that there are other options. And I think one of the biggest reasons, one of the biggest um, problems facing African-American communities is that our children are not being treated and not being educated in the schools that they're attending, whether they're charter schools or public schools. Yes, you have some great public schools. Yes, you have some great charter schools. However, even those schools that are great charter schools and great public schools, African-American students are still lagging further and further behind. As a matter of fact, the research is showing now that African-American children have fallen behind Mexican-American children whose first language isn't even English. So that's a huge concern for me when I see that our children are not progressing. Now, some of the reasons why our children are not progressing is because it's an age-old adage that I've heard most of my life growing up in Chicago, and now I see it with my son, is that, oh, you know, when I was growing up, it was, your daughter is too active. She can't sit still. She can't do this. She's all over the place, and she won't sit still. She won't take instructions. And their first, their first um, solution to that was, to place me in a special education program. And that's exactly what they did until my mother realized that they had put me in special ed because that's the way they want to deal with children that, they're, that they consider children that are too hyper. They think that the best place for it is special ed. Of course, later on, I tested out a special ed, and they found that I was on a different spectrum. But they didn't see that spectrum. All they saw was this little girl who couldn't sit still, that was always in trouble, and that's mm-hmm. what I want to focus on. I want to focus on those children that once they get to school, the schools, that, they ignore them. They ignore them. They just say, you know what, I can't teach this child. Let me put this child over here. I'm not going to even try. And I'm going to focus on the children that want to learn. And those children are usually already at grade level. So what about our young black boys, our young black girls? What's happening to them in these charter schools, these private schools, these public schools? Because it is happening across the nation. And that's one of the reasons why I started my school, and that's one of the reasons why I want to talk to parents about the different choices that are available. Because most parents don't realize that homeschool is an option. When the schools are not meeting the needs of your child, there are other options. So I'd like to – I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) And what – homeschooling cannot be an option for everyone. Um, 
because everyone is not going to be qualified to homeschool their children. How do you address that? Yes, you know, everyone will not be able to homeschool. But you know that old saying, it takes a village to raise a child? I'll give you an example. I have a Mexican-American family. The, um, the mother has to go to work. Every day she has to go to work. The father has to go to work. So they said the same thing. I can't homeschool my child because there's no one home. You know, I don't, well, because I'm not home. And I said, that's why the school is here. The school is here because we do the education for you. All you have to have access to is Internet. You can have a a cell phone, which almost everyone in America has a cell phone. Even children are walking around with cell phones. So all you need is a cell phone, an iPad, a computer, any one of those devices to be able to access the curriculum so that you can take your classes. And then I remind parents, you know, I had another family that was enrolling a special needs child. So I had to inform the parents. Who's at home watching your children while you're at work? And they said, they're usually at home with the babysitter. They're home with grandma. They're home with uncle, aunt. That's your village. Those are the people that you need to lean on when you don't want your children in these schools that are not educating them. And so I tell parents, yes, homeschooling may not necessarily be for everyone because you don't have the resources or you don't have the connection to have someone at home with your child. But when I was overseas, Almost all of the African-American, and by the way, there was a very large African-American population working overseas in Dubai, Qatar, China. They're all over the world, and they all have children, and their children stay home. They've created a network where the children come together in one person's home, and they're educated in that one home. It's not a school, but it's a place where all the children can come together and be educated at the same time, and usually there's there's someone there that can monitor them because you have to be able, there has to be a parent or some, an adult, and the adult has to be at least 18 that can be in the home with the child while they're schooling. So when you come together and talk together as a community, there are solutions to the problem of I have to go to work. I can't stay home and raise my child. So would you rather put your child in an unsafe condition? an unsafe school or a school that's refusing to educate them or a school that's going to automatically say because they can't sit still and they're all over the place, they belong in a special ed class. So parents have to make those decisions. And I know those are very hard decisions to make, but you have to make them. But I'm also here to help parents navigate those choices so that they can make the best choice. That's very important. They. Uh, parents need to know what their choices are, and then they need to be, not only do they need to be advised of those choices, but how to execute those choices or execute through the many choices that they have. And yes, given that you said they only, only think they have two choices, this is a big job for them. This is a big undertaking for them. Because I said in introducing you, uh, they don't even know what questions to ask. I mean, they have, I mean, I probably, and maybe I'm overestimating, and you can tell me, Ms. Polydor, maybe 90 of them, percent of them don't know what questions to ask, and they don't know who to ask about what's going on. They have the concerns. They want to do better. They think they're doing better, but they don't even know what to ask. Now, I want to, I want to find out, uh, well, the schools probably are not supporting you. How do you reach out to the parents? I mean, you're in Arizona. We're in Chicago. What, what, how are you reaching out to the parents so that they can reach out to you? 
Well, right now what I'm doing is I've been holding seminars. I've held seminars in two cities already. I actually was in the Chicago area last January, and um, I didn't have a very large turnout, so I'm hoping that the next time that changes. But this was in the beginning when we were first launching Almenti Academy here in in the States. And what I do is I try to reach out to parents through seminars and invite them so that I can present to them the many different ways that they can um, enroll their children in these homeschool programs and what programs exist and how to do it. If um, Even if you go to the website, the website directs you to different areas where you can find out, okay, what are the homeschool laws in my, in my state? And if you don't know what the homeschool laws are, that's what we're here for. We're here to bridge that gap so that parents don't have to figure out all the information on their own. So right now I'm trying to reach out to parents through seminars and workshops, and we've only presented in two cities. I'm hoping to be able to um, to be able to do this in more cities so that I can reach the parents. Uh, a lot of what I do is word of mouth and through advertising. You know, uh, parents find out that another student or another parent has a child in my school and they tell someone else about it and they tell someone else about it. And yes, you're right. The schools will not tell you about these homeschool programs because the school loses what they call pupil, pupil per spending dollars. Those are the dollars that your child earns as a result of being in that school. So every child in Illinois, I'll give you an example. In Illinois, the, the pupil per spending rate is $14,000. So every child in Illinois receives $14,000, and wherever that child goes, that $14,000 goes with them. So if that child goes to a public school, the $14,000 goes to the public school. If that child goes to um, a private school, none of, that, none of those dollars follow that child to a private school. If they go to a charter school, the dollars follow them to the charter school. Now, there are some private schools where the dollars will follow them, provided that those, that particular state has some type of of program that helps parents enroll their children in private schools and online schools. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But one of the things that I would like to do is I would like to give families some information about, because I think it's very important to know the different types of programs. And I'll try to do that very I'll try to do that in, in a small amount of time so that parents can maybe later on go back and say, okay, let me look up this program. And I'll try to be maybe a little specific to the geographic area because I still have family in Chicago, and some of them I just spoke with them about their enrolling their children because they never knew that this existed. And this is coming from my whole family so and friends. So um, I'd like to talk about the different programs other than the charter schools. And every, for example, I already Absolutely. talked about the, I already talked about the pupil per spending dollar, and that is what you pay as a community, what you're paying in taxes. So all of our schools get money from the state, the federal, and the county as far as how they fund schools. Every child has a dollar amount, and that's why it's so important for parents to realize that. When you don't meet the needs of my child, I can take my child and that $14,000 and take them out of your school and put them somewhere else and use those same dollars. Schools don't want that to happen. That's why you don't know about these programs. Because if you know about these programs, and keep in mind, it's not about the schools. It's about the child. That money follows the child wherever they go, and that's the goal. The goal for us as, um, as, as, as parents the goal is to make those best choices for our child. And if those, ch if those children, if their needs are not being met at the school, then they should be looking at other, other um, 
avenues. So one of the things I'm going to talk about now is I'm going to discuss the different type of programs. So, for example, you have voucher programs. Everyone knows what a voucher program is. It's, you know, you have the freedom. Parents have the freedom to choose a private school for their children, and they can use all or part of the public funds set aside for their children to attend these private schools, including, and this includes religious institutions, non-religious institutions, but this program is lottery-based. And it's rarely awarded to minority families or students from low-performing schools. So oftentimes these voucher programs, even though it's lottery-based, many of the um, private schools have admissions policies that systematically deter minority students through these rigorous testing. And that's what happens with school vouchers. That's also an option for parents. Voucher program is a school choice. The next one is education savings account. This is my favorite. I love this particular program. Um, it's not in Illinois. It's in Arizona, Mississippi, North Carolina, Florida, Tennessee. And right now, Las Vegas is in litigation because they don't want it in Las Vegas. Let me tell you what ESA is, education savings account. Parents have to withdraw their children from public districts, including tuition-free public schools, tuition-free online schools, and charter schools. They're opting out of public education. They receive public funds onto government into government authorized savings accounts via debit cards. This is the new way of paying for children's education. The government is taking your pupil per spending money, and they're putting it on a debit card, and they give that debit card to the parents, and you now have the right to put your child in any school using that pupil per spending money. These funds can be used to cover private school tuition, fees, online learning, private tutoring, community college costs, higher education expenses, and approved customized learning services and materials. This is the best school choice option for what I believe is the best school choice option for minority students that are attending low-performing schools because it allows parents to access the pupil per spending dollars, and then they can use these funds to supplement private school because maybe the, in, in Arizona the, the pupil per spending is only 7000 You can't attend a private school in Arizona for 7000 It's usually 14000 But you can use that part of those funds to go toward that tuition. But most importantly, parents can opt out of public school and enroll in private online schools or receive tutoring service. Customized learning model is a best parents who really want the flexibility. I live in Arizona, and the education savings account is a way for many parents to opt out of public education. But there are strict rules because most people think, oh, okay, they're taking tax dollars and they're putting it on the debit card and they're giving it to the parents. Yes, they are, but those are the students' money. That's your child's money. You pay taxes every year so that your child can attend public school. That's why public school is free. So you're not taking anything from the schools. You're taking your child's tax dollars, pupil per spending money, and you're sending them to the school of your choice, a school that's going to meet their needs, not a school where they're going to be bullied and, and all kinds of things, you know, where the school is unsafe. In Illinois, let's talk about what you have in Illinois. You have two programs in Illinois. One is called a tax credit program. And the tax credit, credit program is for taxpayers, individuals, and businesses. So if you have a business, you can actually use this tax credit program to um, you can receive full or partial tax credits when you donate to nonprofits that provide private school scholarships. So really what this means is if you are a business or if you're an individual and you want to donate to 
a private school. It could be a private school. It could be a private online school. It can be. It cannot be a charter school. It cannot be a tuition-free online school, and it cannot be um, a public school. So you're taking those tax credits and using them to um, to educate your children that way, and then the money comes back to you, and it comes back to you almost two to one. And if you're a business, that's a write-off. So if you're, you know, if you send someone to school for one year, the tuition might be four thousand dollars. But as far as the tax credit, you're getting double that back. So that's a, a program in Illinois. So if you're in Illinois and you're thinking about this program, um, I can give you the information to look this up. The other program in Illinois is called the Individual Tax Credits and Deduction. This is where parents receive state income tax relief for approved educational expenses, which can include private school tuition, books, supplies, computers, tutors, and transportation. Most parents are not aware that if they use their own dollars to help educate their children that are falling behind, that need remedial classes, or that may need tutoring, most African-American families, we never even tutor our children. If it's not free through the public schools, we, most likely we, we don't use it. But now there is a way that you can use these, this program, the Individual Tax Credit and Deduction. You can use this to educate your children, to tutor them for transportation, books, all of that. So this is another program, and this is um, very specific to Illinois. And this money, basically, it comes back to you. That's why it's called state income tax relief. So if you spend all of this money, you save all the receipts at the end of the year, you turn this in, and this money comes back to you as um, a tax credit. That's a big one because a lot of people are not aware that if they spend a little bit of their own money to help educate their children, that it's coming back to them. Everyone knows about charter schools. They're independently run public schools, and they're exempt from most of the rules and regulations that public schools have to adhere to. If charter receives more applications than they have open seats, we all know what happens. They accept the students based on the lottery, and most of this is based on test scores. You know, and it's based on GPA. So really what happens at charter schools, magnet schools, and um, most of these schools, it's really based on a lottery. So, so far I talked about three schools that are lottery-based or three programs. It was the voucher program, the charter schools, and the magnet schools. All three of those are programs that are based on the fact that you have to have certain grades or, or test scores to get in. But we know that magnet schools, they're designed to attract students, you know, with a common skill set. So if you want to be in the sciences, you go to a magnet school that's basically for science or technology. But parents have to do a little bit of homework because some of these schools, though they're great, they sound great, but in the in, in reality, they're low-performing schools. Right here in Arizona, we have some really great magnet schools and and uh, charter schools, and these schools have really great names. Some of them are even named after universities, but they're failing. They're failing schools. And one of the good things, and this is in Arizona, and it's in maybe about three or four other states, is that we, ha we have highlighted some schools. And based on those failing schools, those are the parents that are able to use those ESA funds. They qualify automatically. So if your child is attending a school that's a D school or an F school, then the government says, you know what, this school, they're not, you're not meeting the, the children's needs. So we're going to give these children the option to take those dollars and go anywhere they want to go, and then we're going to pay them for it. Most parents, once, once a parent takes their children out of public school, they're usually thinking of homeschooling them. I'm going to talk about okay. two other programs that are very specific to my, to, to my school, which is the homeschool. 
um, homeschooling is in 50 states. It's an alternative form of education for children outside of public or private schools, usually within their own homes. Not always, but because I gave you an example of how parents usually will get together with other parents and they'll decide which home they're going to educate maybe six or seven kids. So most states require parents to opt out of public school. You can't homeschool your child and still have your child enrolled in public school or you can't have them enrolled in a private school. You have to homeschool them. And the regulations are different from state to state. My company, um, Almathy Academy, we have the knowledge to know what each state's laws are based on the homeschool, the homeschool laws. So if a parent calls and they're interested in a particular state, we can give them the, you know, the information that they need and tell them what's required. But it does differ from state to state. The other program is online learning. Online learning, it allows students to work with their curriculum and teachers over the internet in combination with or in place of a traditional classroom learning. So online schools are tuition-free public schools that must follow traditional classroom times and school year requirements. So when you see all of these great signs, and there are some great online free public schools, most of them follow the traditional classroom. So they're just public schools, but they're online. So you have to clock in at a certain time. You have to do 10 months, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, whereas a private online school has more flexibility with the timing calendar, which means that a child can sign in at 11 o'clock. Maybe they had a game the night before. Maybe they had, you know, um, softball practice, or maybe they would practice at the Olympics the night before. So they don't have to sign in at exactly 9 o'clock, which is what most public online schools re, uh, allow, they require you to sign in at exactly a certain time. So, and we're also able to customize learning on the go for families. You don't have to sit at home and actually connect with the teacher and wait for that teacher to sign on so that you can, you know, continue to receive your, 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 your instruction. Um, families can use these educational choice options such as ESA vouchers to pay for private online schooling. So those are just some of the um, few types. And as you can see, I talked about probably about 10 of them. There's about 11. There's a couple of them that's not really that important. And, well, they're important, and it's just they call it inter to intra-district public schools. And this basically says that let's say you live in a community where there aren't any schools, there aren't any public schools. You're just way out in, in some type of community where you don't have access to the public schools. So this allows you to go to public school in the next community or the next state. So it's just basically saying that if you don't have a school that's close enough to you, then you're allowed to take the you allow to enroll in a school that's not far from you. So these are programs that most parents don't have information about. They only have information about the the charter schools. A lot of parents know about vouchers. The ESA program is starting to expand. We just expanded into Florida. So Florida has now has the ESA program, just as Arizona, Mississippi, North Carolina. Um, Illinois, I talked about, and right now, Illinois only has three programs. You have the homeschool program, you have the uh, tax credit program, and you have the individual tax credit and deductions. So those are the three choices right now that are available to Illinois parents. Great. Some great information there. Today's guest is Ms. Benita Polidor, and she is the founder of Almentia Academy, which is the private online school. And um, you can get more information at almentiaacademy.com, and we're, of course, going to put that show link, uh, put the uh, website link into the show page. 
And, of course, we're going to ask her to leave some information in our comments. She, she covered a lot of things for us today, and we're going to ask her to leave some of that information in the comment box on that particular show page. We want to thank you so much for being with us, and we will certainly talk with you again. You've been listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, and uh, this is CBN Business Journals, and I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, your host. Listen to us anytime on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. To sponsor a show, to be a guest on a show, go to CBN. Affordable Marketing Solutions, and you can sponsor a show, you can get a commercial, or you can call me, Sonia Cassandra Purdue, at 773-609-2226, 773-609-2226. We appreciate you being with us, and we want you to Chicago's Black Business Anybody. Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.